Today marks the accomplishment of a lot of firsts for me. My first time being in a relationship, my first time being married, my first time being in love. Well, hopefully. The experts hit it. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think I can do this. I don't want to marry a stranger. Oh. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Married to Reality. It is the Married at First Sight edition. I'm your co-host, John, here with my wife and co-host. It's the one only Teresa right there. Hello, everyone. How's everyone doing? You just, you hear Orion's voice and you and you make uh, a face. I hate him, but I have a feeling based on all the previews that they're coming back. Oh, say it ain't so. They're coming back. Don't tell me. It's been so nice without them. I know. Actually, it really has been. Honestly. <laughs> it's been more palatable without him. This season is a shit show, but I like it. It's strange. I like it. Well, it's enjoyable because we're 17 seasons in and we've watched all of these seasons. And it just feels different. It feels fresh because it's so off the rails. It's so off the rails and there is action. It's not the action the show is all about, which is love. <laughs> but there the is opposite. a lot of action. And I'm kind of into that. Yeah, there's an equal and opposite reaction, which yeah. is zero love. I I feel like I hope w- at least one couple will make it. I almost wanted to be We're Claire- counting on you, Michael. I was going to say Claire and Cameron. I almost mm. feel like this whole thing that's going on with him and her really being so supportive, maybe they'll find their way back to each other. There's a chance. I yeah. can see that working out. I I really like Michael. He has a vibe. He seems like a very, very Ooh. nice person. I liked his earlier vibe. Yeah, the after party vibe. I'm like, what did you do? Well, Marriage almost, changed. You. I almost feel like maybe, and understandably, although this seems to be a later transformation, that after you get stood up at the altar, you say, I got to make some changes. I don't want to risk getting stood up again. And so you change your look, but I don't, I think. He oh, he changed. didn't. He looked like classic Michael at the altar. Right. So this was a later transformation. Yeah. But I like Michael. I think he's like a very nice guy. I would be friends with him. Totally. But I just, we don't know Chloe that much, but she, I'm bored just watching her. Yeah. A little vanilla. She's especially not very excited. Especially compared to the sparkling Michael. So yeah, Michael needs someone else who's sparkling. But listen, I'll give her a shot. I'll give her a chance to prove me wrong. Maybe that's what he needs. Maybe. But I'm just very bored just watching her segments. So speaking of after party, apologies for the delay. We know this week's episode is a couple days late and we apologize. We let you guys know on Patreon, Supercast and Instagram if you guys are following there. So we apologize for the delay. Although with the delay came the ability to watch After Party. Yes. And we heard we should watch After Party before recording this episode. So we did. That is not the reason for the delay, but it was nice that we had the time to watch the After Party. And yeah, it was worth the watch. It was interesting. And I'll tell you one thing. Emily has zero poker face. No, we knew that from episode one. Oh, yeah. But I've been like picking up on some things that... I don't know if they'll be true, but based on her reactions, I think the only one who might actually make it is Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I think everyone's is doomed, but we'll see about Michael. He gives me hope. I don't like when you use the word doomed. You know why? Mm, Yes, because in Czech it means... Something. No, oh. because of the submersible I was so invested in. They kept saying it's doomed. It's oh. doomed. It's doomed. Even before we realized it was so, it exploded. Shout out to the Titan. We've Shout out to it. who? The Titan. Wasn't it called oh, the, the Titan? Oh, the Titan, yeah. Yeah, the submersible. It's I been so long. I was so obsessed. It's been about 19 other news stories that have come and gone between I know, them. but I was obsessed and I was really invested. I was really sad. Yeah, yeah. It was reminiscent of Natalie Holloway. It was reminiscent of Gabby Petito. Not that the submersible was a pretty young blonde girl, but that we were all glued to our TVs being like, please let it not go the way it looks like it's yeah, going to Yeah, I think we all had all these hopes. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, don't say the word doomed. 
Well, I'll probably continue to say it. Ah, too soon. All right. <laughs> I think you're the only one that makes that correlation. Now everyone's going to make the correlation. But before, no one was thinking submersible when I said doomed. I've never used the word doomed before the submersible. And then it was just everywhere. The news, everywhere, social media. Everyone was saying that the submersible was doomed. Okay. Huh. All right. Before we get into the episode, real quick, a little business. We're on Patreon and Supercast, as we said earlier. Over there, we're talking about the single life, and that is quite the season in itself. So if you want to hear us talk about that, you want to hear our thoughts on the single life, you want to hear our thoughts on Natalie and Debbie and Ty Ray, well, you can sign up for the Patreon or Supercast starting at the Cousins Club level, patreon.com slash reality. Mayorthreality.supercast.com. Not only is there single life content, but there's no ads. There is none of this housekeeping. It's just straight content. And on the family affair level, you get a bonus once a month. We just did Prison Brides. Shout out to another Lifetime show that's sweeping the nation. Wild. Wild. We got to keep watching. Oh, I I did. Oh, we'll talk. All right. So that is Patreon Supercast. Also follow along on Instagram at Pod. You can check out some memes, video clips, news, updates, and most fun, you can message us. Call in over there. Yeah, guys, message us, text us. Well, that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was, I was trying to, I was trying to not to use the word call in because I know it's your thing, but no. it's also misleading. Message us, very misleading. Call in, share a photo <laughs> of your pets. <laughs> Discuss the episodes with us. That's my favorite. Just and don't say the word doomed. Exactly. And sharing all the fun intel you guys find on the internet. I love that too. Yeah, you guys are a little sleuths out there. You're helping us with the insider information. Oh, yeah. So, at MarriedTheRealityPod on Instagram. Also, last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do. We love a little love. If you leave a five-star review, we will read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. Okay. Oh, and... I almost forgot. If you're not following the podcast, make sure you do. <laughs> Teresa was giving me this look over there. Make sure you follow the podcast. It's so easy to follow. Just look down and smash that follow button. Yeah, because it's my it's my segment. Sorry. Guys, sorry. smash it like it says, ha, is the sexy plant. Woo. Yeah, this, this segment was almost doomed, but you, <laughs> you said it all with your eyes. So <laughs> smash like it's as hot as the sex terrarium. Yes, All right. I have thoughts. Well, let's, let's get into let's it. Do it. Without further ado, let's talk about this episode, Math Season 17, Episode 13, Unlucky 13. I actually like the number 13. All right, you and Taylor Swift. Why Taylor Swift? We're not doing this whole thing again. It's just her lucky number. Is it? Yeah. I don't, I don't have a lucky number. I like 8 because I like how it looks. It's a little chubby. It's, it's almost like, like, like a... Infinity. Like, uh, no, I don't go for that because I don't like infinity. I like eight because it's a little, it's a little chubby. It's like a snowman that's missing a hat. <laughs> so yeah, it's a snowman in transition. I love the number eight and the number 13 doesn't bother me. I'm, people are afraid of it. I kind of like it. It's a fun number. Which number? 13. Uh-huh. It's fun because everyone has this thing against it. That's why I like it. It's the underdog number. Well, three is half of eight. Not sure. really. Four is half of eight. I'm not that dumb. But shape-wise, three is half of eight. Almost. Okay. Three is three quarters of an eight. All right. I'm just looking at it. Becca and Austin. <laughs> Naked terrarium. This is Adam and Eve... Adjacent. This is like if you had a doll, the Lego version of Adam and Eve. What's like the actual from the Bible? Yeah, they were naked in a garden and things got spicy. Well, this should be. If it's a sexy terrarium, they should be naked. Yeah. And That's a great idea. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You mean Becca and Austin should be yeah. naked or the, the toys? No, Becca and Austin. I think you should go there, do plants naked. Nah, I don't like this one bit. I love it. Well, I didn't like anything about this. And now you're telling me I have to be naked while I'm doing it? Here's no shirt, I, no shoes. Big problem for me. <laughs> Here's why I don't like it. Because plants die. Mm-hmm. They just die. It's a sad thing. Unless you're good with plants. This is not specific to the naked terrarium, though. So you just don't like plants in general. No, I love plants. I've 
tried. We bought this beautiful plant named Stephen. Stephen died. And we bought many since Stephen. And they all died. <laughs> they just die. Well, I think that says more about us than about plants in general. I but, guess. But I want to talk more specifically about this, not just plants. I want to talk about their activity, what they were doing. Well, they use the plants to talk about sex. And that's the only, I think, silver lining to this activity because I thought it was ridiculous. I know on After Party, Austin said it was great. He loves plants and why not introduce a sexual component to plants? But yeah, I, I thought it was kind of dumb, but it did open up the conversation to sex. It did. And we learned that... Ideally, in an ideal marriage, Austin would want to bang, well, like every day, well, every other day. <laughs> Yet, he he hasn't even touched her with, uh, like, not at all. Yeah. With his stick, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hasn't even pricked her with someone else's rose thorn. Uh, yeah, it's big talk from a married guy who won't bang once in five weeks. Yeah, but apparently he has an issue with being intimate or open on the camera which bro you signed up for this no one no one's asking you to have sex on camera that's called porn <laughs> and that's on different channels yeah exactly and i understand that but plenty of people do things off camera on reality tv he doesn't seem to be doing that and the cameras aren't following you 24 hours a day so that's an excuse if if he wants to say well the cameras make me uncomfortable i don't want to get intimate on a camera i'm starting to change my tune around austin you thought small penis was this the yeah. small penis man or was that yeah. brennan no i i think brennan's probably has a bigger penis okay because he's a dick hey <laughs> i'm i'm starting to feel like he's obviously more religious than he's letting on hmm. my feeling was he didn't want to bang becca because he doesn't see this lasting long term and and he is religious and why have sex with someone if you're not going to stay married but i also just feel like he's so religious and i know a lot of religious people do hesitate do have longer timelines when it comes to sex because it is so serious and it means something so important that i feel like he's so inexperienced because of religion that He's having a hard time crossing that threshold now that he is married. Hmm. He has put sex in such a sacred place because of religion. Interesting. He's so inexperienced that he, Becca is a, is a sexual person, right? Yeah, Se- she's very sex positive. Sex positive, that's, that's the term I'm looking for. And that could be intimidating for someone like Austin, who probably is so inexperienced, and I'm tying that inexperience to religion, and I think that may be paralyzing him a little bit. I feel like when people say, oh, you're not experienced at sex, well, I don't, I don't buy because we're animals. Like, you just do it because it's your instinct. That is... You learn with practice. You learn You learn tricks, sure. But there is nothing that he should be worried about. Like, you just put a penis in her vagina. Yeah, but that's that's in an ideal world. That's what everyone's thinking. But come on, we've put so much pressure on good performance that I don't think that's what the average person thinks, especially the first time getting into bed with someone new. They want to perform. They want to put on a show. They want to do well. And I don't think Austin has that experience. So I think he's scared, thinks he's going to be a letdown. But he's so touchy-feely. He hugs her all the time. They cuddle. Like, he's very... Like, if he wasn't touching her at all, kept some distance, totally. But he isn't. He's all over her all the time. Right. That's all he knows. As a church boy, that's as far as it's allowed to go. So that's... He's comfortable there. Mm. But he's not comfortable crossing any other boundaries. Because of his lack of experience. This is my hot take. This is my hypothesis. Interesting. They should do role play. Like him being in church, her being a nun, or the priest. You, you're, you're choosing. Well, she's Jewish, so. Well. Maybe the rabbi. Maybe it's a cross church for both. It's a church and it's a temple. Anyone else turned on? 
<laughs> I'm trying to help them. Can we move on? Yes. Claire and Cameron, did you hear the did you hear the song playing at the start of this segment? No. It was like so it was like a like a high school rap like basic like kids in high school putting together a rap but it was like I got a brand new heart. I got a brand new heart. And I was like, this is a little aggressive. Does he? Is he getting a new heart? No. I don't think he's getting a heart transplant. Jeez, I hope not. That's very serious. I don't think, I don't think, I think if he was, I'm pretty sure he would get off the show because it's very, yeah. very serious. But I he think did. he's doing some procedure. Yeah. And he said, I didn't tell Claire about this yet because, uh, I don't want her to stress. I don't want to be stressed myself, but he's going to the Boulder hospital for an operation. Yeah, I think he said procedure. And then when she was self-filming, she said surgery. Went and, well. So like he yeah. talked to her after, which I could understand. Um, but she's very happy. She's ready because she cares for him so much. And she makes it sound like, oh my gosh, like I need to be with him. Well, I think so. And we know she lost her brother. Yeah. And so I think there's probably something going on there where she doesn't want to lose someone else, whether she considers them family or not. They are married. So she believes she's been brought into his life for a reason. Yeah. He doesn't have friends or family nearby. So I think it's good that she's there. And I think it's good that she's open and willing to support him. Yeah. And you're right. It could bring them back closer together than I would ever. want them to because I do like Cameron and I do like Claire. She's Meh. also a little, she's a little too safe in her being. Okay. Like she's not. I mean, she took chances with that hairstyle. <laughs> she took some chances. I'm very surprised. <laughs> the highlight. She's, she's young to be living in the 2000s. Yeah, How old is she? She's like 27. She's throwing it back. She's 27. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I like Claire. I think I like Claire more than I like Cameron. She's very smart, which what I like. He's mm -hmm. very smart too. And I think, I think maybe he can bring some adventurous aspect of his life into hers. I hope they can find way back to each other's lives because I can see them together. Okay. I just think it's not going to be as easy, but I'm glad they're at least on good terms and she's supporting him. I, I agree. Then we get to Emily and Brennan. It's Ooh. the morning after that hot tub debacle where things got real heated. Yeah. And Brennan kind of apologizes. Like, I kind think that's of. what he's going for, but he doesn't fully say it. Yeah. He's he's half in everything. It's a half apology. It's half effort. He's he's not fully committing or apologizing to anything. Emily's disappointed that Brennan wouldn't answer the questions. She feels like there's no effort. And yeah, Brennan agrees. Yeah. He's like, I'm not, I'm not all in. I'm not trying to hurt you, but I will work on my delivery. Yeah. He said, I want to work on it. I want to try. I want to keep moving forward, which I don't know if this is coming from the fact that he kept saying, I am not getting a divorce. Like I'm going to get mm -hmm. married once. This is it. Now he's in a marriage that apparently something happened that she knows of. I don't know if you picked up on it. Oh, you think so? She knows exactly what happened. We'll talk about it later. But she he's in this marriage that he cares for her. I think he likes her, but there is not the sexual attraction or right. a lot of feelings, like love feelings. And now he's like, oh, okay, mm, I want to get a divorce because this is not working out, but I cannot get a divorce because my parents have been together their whole life and I said I don't want to be a divorcee. Which so is now, ridiculous. Let's just put that out there. And it is. But I can see him trying. That's why he didn't pull Orion oh, and I'm going to call it quits. I think in his head, he's like, I just need to keep going. We've set the bar so low for these couples. This is hardly trying. But because... Yes, Orion did give up so easily. Alyssa in a past season gave up so easily. <laughs> she was she was worse than Orion. We had a runaway bride this season. Ugh. We think just punching in, just clocking in is trying and it really isn't. And but I don't think he's doing it for the show. I don't think he's doing it, oh, I don't want to look bad. Oh well. Yes, he cares for that. He doesn't want to look he bad. He really does. But I think he's doing it for himself too because I think he's one of the people and I do feel this way too that 
failure is not an option and failing is hard, right? So if yeah. you put your mind into something, if it fails, it's really hard to take it. And for yeah. him, failing this marriage would be very hard because he said, I'm not getting a divorce. I'd rather fail, uh, not in our marriage, but if I was Brennan or anyone else, I'd rather fail at marriage than fail in life, meaning be unhappy for the rest of my life because I happened to marry the wrong person. So I don't buy this. We can't True. get divorced. We have to stay together forever. I think that's an old school way of thinking. And you're going to be unhappy for the rest of your life just because you don't want to say you failed that one thing and that one thing being marriage. So True. if you're unhappy and you've tried, you've gone, you've exhausted all the options, counseling, whatever resets you need to take. If, if you're failing still, get a divorce and, and be happy. Oh, absolutely. And it like in the past seasons, right? For example, Nashville, Clint and his wife, Gina, Gina, they basically almost divorced because yeah. he was being a dick. But then they came back and they became friends. They never got past that, but they bought some sort of a friendship, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing. I don't know if they're friends now. Probably not. The same thing happened in San Diego with, keep forgetting all the names, the <laughs> the nature guy, the vegan. Oh, he also had a C name, I feel like. Oh, no, uh, Mitch. Mitch, yeah. Same thing. They hit a rough patch. He was being a dick. They kind of came back and built a friendship, right? Yeah. But- for Emily and Brennan, there is not even the friendship. They're just like not happy with each well, other. And they're being, trying, but they're not even friends. Because he's being so secretive. Being, he's being so closed off and not open that how do you trust him? How could you get comfortable around him if the whole time he's like, I'm not going to tell you what is the issue. Well, based on the after party, he seems to have a little bit of a temper. Oh, yeah. And I can see that because he's just very... He's like very like someone shoved the stick up his ass and he's always making sure he comes across the right way on camera, even mm -hmm. though he doesn't. In his head, he maybe does. And I can see him snapping when the cameras are totally. away. Totally. But she kind of mentioned this, that, yeah, uh, he tries, but then cameras go away and he's being mean he's being this and that but at the same time i think he did tell her uh, i don't know it's gonna come out during the uh, sex dp segment okay well we'll get there um before that your second favorite activity right after fishbowls is letters to your younger self <laughs> yeah emily wrote a letter to her high school self saying I know everything feels hard. Keep doing you. Dad drives you insane and makes you want to cry a lot about soccer. Uh, but this all doesn't define you. It's not all you're good at. So be happy. Be proud where you end up. I hate this activity because I, do. I don't. And again, I'm not a psychologist. It maybe does help you with something like I don't understand how this is going to help you. Maybe for them help to understand the other person, why they're acting, how they're acting, but... I don't think it's for you. I think it's for the other person to see, like, where are you coming from? What? Why are you the way you are? We should try it just for fun. Maybe. Maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. Maybe we should get drunk first. Maybe we'll do it on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm starting to feel like Emily's got some real daddy issues, which need to be addressed. She does, but I... She had her dad wanted her to be the best, it seems like best at everything. Mm -hmm. And she feels like she was being pushed too hard. On the other hand, you have Brennan who says, <laughs> I like being pushed too hard. I wish someone pushed me harder. Sorry, I just read my note about Brennan <laughs> in his, in his what letter. Is it? Well, basically, in the, in the note in the conversation that followed after, we learn as a 13 year old, he friended an adult real estate agent. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think his parents are immigrants, right? So yeah, from Russia. Yeah, I don't want to say Americans are not Americans are not hard workers. Yeah, don't say that. There, some are, some are not. Some immigrants are, some are not. Yeah, exactly. But the idea of 
immigrants, when they come here, they want to make their life better. Is they just work their asses off, right? Sure. So you, him, you literally start. Well, most start from from the bottom. The bottom. Yeah. And he was nothing. witnessing that. So yeah. him being at thirteen, maybe other kids were playing. Maybe they didn't have enough money, or, or and he just wanted to make sure his future is brighter. Mm-hmm. So I can see how he, he hitched was his, He hitched his 13-year-old wagon <laughs> to a real estate agent. I can see him wanting to do more than other kids at that age. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then we get some group hang, a little group activity. Emily, Claire, Becca, Austin, Brennan, they have a grill afternoon. Yeah, I love grilling. Love grilling, love chilling, love tequila. Emily, of course, brought a entire bar. Yeah, entire bar cart with her tequila, white wine. Also, she brought s'morf stuff. Oh, tequila we, and white wine. That, that, I'm <laughs> sick just saying those two words in one sentence. It's really, yeah, it's really not a great combination. No. So the girls are hanging, and then Austin and Brennan are hanging and grilling. Yeah, and Austin and Brennan basically just talked about Brennan's reset, and <sighs> he's not really doing the reset. He said he will, and he's trying to play it cool, like, oh, that's what we needed. We're starting over. He, Yeah, Ugh. the reset gets him off the hook, and that's why he loves the reset, is that there's no plans. There's no stipulations to this reset. We just get to go back to being acquaintances and there's no pressure for me. That's what that means. Yeah. And basically Emily's telling the girls the same, but says, I'm still positive because that's who I am. Right? Yes. Yeah. And then girls talk about Becca and Austin are adorable, Mm -hmm. but Becca tells them that she is a little sexually frustrated because Austin keeps his peeing in his pants. <laughs> yeah, she said, who would have thought we'd all be a month and a half into marriage and not getting laid? Yeah. Which is the truth. No one here has crossed that. No one's done the third C in our three Cs, the consummation. Yeah, if you're dating someone, you're banging out way before that. Well, consummation proclamation. I agree. I agree, but there's... Because you want to make sure how, how that part of your not life is. Not even that. Not even that. You just are attracted to the person and we've all got sexual desires and you go forward with it. We are animals. So I've heard. We are. That's why it's, um, I'm not even going to get into that. animal instinct. All right. Exactly. Um, Yes. Yes. And I think Beck or Claire told everyone about Cameron's heart. Yeah. Flutter. It went from, oh, Emily, you're the... You're so positive. Your relationship is shit, but you're so positive. Becca, you're adorable, but you're sexually frustrated. So that's not good either too. Super sad segment, but kind of heart, heartfelt. Yeah. Because Claire is actually there for Cameron. It's super sad what he's going through, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's scary, but this actually, they seem like the only couple who have some love for each other at the moment. Well, there's something real there. And yeah. in the face of a challenge, you're, you're, you're right. How you react to that challenge shows the other person who you are. And Claire could so easily be like, I've known you for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, this like, was a TV show. Feel um, better. Yeah. Get well soon. But she's actually invested. In it. And whether or not it turns out to, some, to be something more or not, it shows the type of person she is and that she does care about. Yeah. And she says, I want to live by my vows in sickness and in health. Yeah. Which makes me feel that they may make it. Right. If you're going to live by your vows, then, you're, yeah. then it's also till death do you part. Yeah. So, hey, I'm hopeful. I, I think they could make it work. I was sad that they threw in the towel so early. I know, but I think you made a good point. Like maybe they did because of Cameron being sick. Sure. I think if you have a heart condition, you want as little stress as oh possible. Oh, my gosh. And you, you want no stress. What's more stressful than being on camera? Oh, my gosh. In Absolutely. This, under this circumstance. I have hopes for them. I would love to see them make it ha- make it work. Yeah. I would like to see Austin and Becca make it work, but he got to bang her. Yeah. All right. I think this is a good place to take a quick break. You'll hear a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll get an update on Michael. All right. We'll be back in a second. And we're back. 
Hello, Jonathan. Hello, Teresa. <laughs> what have I been gone so long? You forgot my name? Yeah, you've been gone for, you've been so gone for a while. Gone. I don't like that song. Do you like Kelly Clarkson? No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't dislike her. I don't. The Wayfair I don't commercials I've are never a listened annoying. to her, so. Oh. Yeah. I can't really think of another song besides Since You've Been Gone. No. She came when uh, I was obsessed with Avril Lavigne. Well, here was here was the amazing thing about Kelly Clarkson. She was an American Idol. So she got, uh, catap- yeah. she got catapulted into American pop culture via a television contest, which is sure. like, oh, wow, you can really make it off TV. And so there w- it wasn't just the music. Yeah. It was everything surrounding it that made her interesting. True. I, I knew who she was when I was in Czech, but I never liked her music. I was just trying to wrap my mind around pink because I wasn't fully on board. So what? I look like... Some songs, uh, but I do. Uh, was there Czech Idol? Yeah, yeah. Same and deal. Same deal. I was the first season obsessed. Every day I went to school. Oh, this yeah. is schools in Czech middle school. You go by yourself, and they don't let you in until ten minutes till eight. Mm-hmm. And so we always hang out outside, and I always got there so early with all my friends at like seven fifteen, so we could discuss Czech Idol. <laughs> yeah, Czech Idol, and yeah, the girl who won. It was a big thing because she came out as a lesbian, mm-hmm. and at the time we all were like, "Oh my gosh, this is wild!" Yeah. The guy who was second, we all loved him. Mm-hmm. He were in love with him. Everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, he's the idol." Would they sing? American songs or Czech songs? Um, both, but okay. yeah, mostly American. So but yeah, we all were obsessed. And then a few more seasons, we were kind of like, eh. And then Big Brother happened. So mm-hmm. we ended up being obsessed over Big Brother. And yeah, but American Idol wasn't as big in Czech as it's in the US. I would imagine not. Yeah. It's American Idol. <laughs> well, <laughs> Czech Idol. <laughs> Understood. All right. So the whole gang gets together, including Michael, because Michael's got an update and he comes in rocking that crown and he's got some news to share. Just toss that. Lose the Burger King crown? Yeah. Just set it on fire. Like do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a memento from the past that he kind of wants to show like, hey, all right, I'm okay with what happened, but I'm, this is the last time I'm going to wear the crown and I'm going to put it to the side and Ugh. I'm going to move on with my new queen. My note says, Michael wearing the stupid crown. So many queens. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to get a new queen. Ugh. And yeah, so he, he tells everyone he's been rematched and Becca made a good point about how Michael should think about the whole thing like I'm happy that it happened this way because it brought me to my new queen but it's romantic and poetic but for me I'm just like well the expert should have just matched him with Chloe from day one if that's how it was gonna go like it's good to think about it that way Becca but it's not reality I think I I hope that Chloe was one of the top three for Michael yeah. And they went with the runaway bride because potentially there was a little more they had in common on the paper. Yeah, yeah. But then DP was saying, oh, we should have gone with Chloe to begin well, with. It's of like, course. no shit. Of just, <laughs> But only because... Should have gone with anyone but the runaway bride. Yeah, but if, if the bride didn't run away, but the relationship turned into shit, there would be no Chloe. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So DP saying, oh, no, we made a mistake. We should have matched him with Chloe to begin with. It's like... No, you shouldn't have because that's not how you felt at the moment. You matched him with who right. you thought was the best match. Hindsight and if is- she said, I do, and then pulled Alyssa, right. then you would still feel like, oh, okay, it was the best match, but it didn't work out. Right. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and right now, of course, Chloe is the better match because she hasn't run away yet. Not yet. I feel like Michael being there in front of all the other couples, the other couples should be required to tell Michael before he walks down the aisle, they should have to tell him how poorly their marriages are going. Well, he knows that. Well, he should be like, hey, where's Orion? Oh, they divorced already. Oh, where's Cameron? Well, we also got divorced. Oh, well, they didn't. Well, they separated. Yeah. Oh, how are things with you, Emily and Brennan? We're on the brink of divorce. And then be like, 
Michael, are you sure you want to put your future in the hands of these experts who clearly don't know what they're doing? They don't, but I also feel like the more the newer episodes are not very successful, but you look back at some of the older ones. Yeah. There there have been some success stories. Sure. I don't know why. I, I mean, why? I don't know how. What's well, I the think- difference? Because, for example, I look at these guys, right? I don't think any of them is in this for social media fame. I really don't see that. Um, I, Who knows people's intentions, but the bigger a show gets, it's two things. The bigger a show gets, the more people it's going to attract to sign up and a lot will sign up for the wrong reason. But also the bigger a show gets, the more you don't want the show to fail. And so you start maybe casting people who you think are going to bring drama but the show shouldn't be about bringing drama. The show should be about creating lasting couples. Yeah, but let's be honest. I do like the drama. If everyone was lovey-dovey, I would probably be sleeping throughout the episode. I would be napping. <laughs> no, I know. I know. But the show is only a success in my mind if it produces marriages that last. True. I'm curious if there will be another season. Let's oh, there'll see. Be, there'll be at least one more. They're filming it, but... They are. Yeah, I told oh, you. I Do told you not me. pay attention? Austin. Not yes. this Austin. Texas Austin. <laughs> Anyways, Michael's like, you guys want to come to my wedding? And I thought I was going to be like, yeah. And then back in Austin, we're like, well, we can't. We're, we got to go. Which for me, grandmas. that makes it real. Like in a way that they say oh, hey, we're visiting Austin's grandmother makes it real. It doesn't make it, oh, okay, the producers are now making us go to Michael's wedding. No, no, I, I completely agree, but it was just like a little bit of a letdown after this big moment. I'm getting married again. I got mad. She want to come? Ah, oh, we can't. We're going to grandma's. Well, Brandon and Emily will be there. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they'll get a little flashback to their own wedding and oh, maybe it can help them a little there bit. There is something about going to a wedding that does tickle that emotion of like, oh yeah, isn't marriage the best? Isn't love special? Like we never forget it, but, and it helps that we talk about these couples all the time because it makes you reflect on your own relationship. But there is something about going to a wedding where they're just like love. It's intoxicating again. Love is in the air. It is. I, when I go to weddings, I get very judgmental about the food. (laughs) Moving on. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Here's my issue. Not, 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 well, the taste too. My issue with wedding food is that they never get the timing right. So the food is always cold and I hate cold food. Moving on. So Brennan FaceTimes his friend, Richie, to film in on the challenges and the lack of romance in the relationship. Richie's got some advice. Mm-hmm. Richie's got a point of view. He feels like actions... Speak louder than words. Always. Always. So less talk, more action. And he says, Brennan, you've you've had a history. You've always been known to make bigger issues out of things that aren't big issues. You make a a mountain out of a a anthill or or in Czech, they say. You make a camel out of, no. (laughs) Oh, boy. You make. A mosquito. Wait, wait, wait. You make a camel out of a mosquito. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) Brennan. Okay. And he says, let's not do that. Maybe, of course, maybe you have a little issue with this person. She's a stranger and you got married to her. But let's not make it the, the end all and be all of this relationship. There's more to it. Let's focus on the positive. Be flirtatious. Be fun. Yeah. And Brennan says... Well, I'm trying to hug her more. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Romance over here. Look at Romeo over they here. should start giving each other piggyback rides. It's a little fun. If they, if you have a kitchen island, I advise, <laughs> I advise you put. Well, here's here's really the order of operations, at least in our household. You play a game of tag around the kitchen island, <laughs> and then if you get tagged, you have to throw your partner on your shoulders and then run around the island again. It's very fun, and I recommend you try it. Yeah. We love piggyback rides. Did you feel like Richie was reading notes? Because for some reason, I felt like he kept looking down while he was giving that. He was like, um, I think 
you're getting, I think you're getting stuck in your emotions. Uh, friendship's an important foundation, but like he wouldn't look up and say it. I was like, you're reading this, Richie. I honestly, if I knew I'm talking to someone trying to advise my friend and I'm going to be on national TV, I think I would have a little a couple of flashcards, <laughs> but I would put them in Word and then put them all the way up aligned with the camera. Great hack. So my eyes are actually looking at the camera while I'm reading my notes. It's a great hack. Great presentation hack during COVID-19. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Soccer. Emily and Brennan take it to the soccer field. Yeah. And Brennan's enjoying this because he says, I love seeing her in her natural element. I love seeing that she's good at that and she enjoys it. I love seeing that Brennan was trying his absolute hardest to win because a lot of guys would let their lady win. Not Brennan. You would not let me win. Um... Probably not. You're very competitive. So am I. That's like very you, true. We would not let each other win. That's very true. Well, that's... That's, that's why you stopped playing chess with me because you kept winning. And then when I started winning, you said you don't want to play anymore. That's very true. Well, yeah. <laughs> but this was... I feel like they were playing basketball or they were doing some something competitive last time. And Emily was like, do you even know how to have fun? This, we were getting, oh, yeah. We were getting this all over again. But this is where I realized, oh, Emily's got serious daddy issues, right? They're, yeah. they're out in the open and not being addressed at all. But every time things get real, she brings up her dad and the pressure she put on and not wanting to disappoint. And it's yeah, like, can we address this? Dr. Pepper, or Pastor Cal? Like yeah. This, let's get to the bottom of this and maybe it'll answer some other questions. Well, she keeps saying it made her the person she is today, which in a way that's something everyone would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, whether right. whether you are a good person or a bad person, you can use that right. analogy as, oh, that's why I'm this way. But All is well that ends well. I'm not taking away from it. Like It seems like she, her dad was pushing her a little too hard. And my parents pushed me a little too hard. Well, my mom, until I snapped and I was like, I'm not doing that shit. And I started smoking and drinking and sneaking around. What was she pushing you hard to do? I, as a child, I had a freaking activity every single day of the week. I did swimming, synchronized swimming, badminton, tennis, dancing, aerobics. Like (laughs) I played it. I've done it all. And I hated most of it. I stick with some art classes and ceramics classes. But my mom was always like, oh, I didn't get a chance to do it as a kid. You have to play the piano. Oh, I couldn't do this as a kid. You have to do this. And I was just doing all these things I didn't enjoy. She didn't let me to do something I enjoyed. Well, I, I appreciate that she exposed you to all these options. She did. But when I wanted to quit and I always said, I don't like it. She's like, no, 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 you're not quitting until I did because, or I got kicked off the teams because I was just very good. I almost drowned during synchronized swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the other swimmers didn't follow suit. Uh, but I think it's it's a fine line because you don't want your child to be a quitter, but also you don't want to force them to do something they don't want to do. No, but I think it's you should expose your kids to a few things and then... Ask them, hey, what do you want to do? You shouldn't be doing 59 activities. And then I had to study all the time. I had to read books all the time. My mom is a teacher. So she was actually testing me even when I didn't have tests at school. Mm. And so that was a lot of pressure. But when I got older, when I got become a teenager and I went to high school outside of my town, I was kind of like, oh, fuck this. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. Kept up my grades. But I kind of left everything behind and ended up with nothing. I I went from doing 5,900 activities to doing none of them. Mm. Now, looking back as an adult, I wish my mom said, all right, pick two. Stick to the piano, stick to the art, right? She didn't do that. She's just like pushing, pushing, pushing until I quit everything. And now I am not sporty. I'm really bad at music. Like I I don't have any of this and I've tried a lot. You sure have. Yeah. So uh, I could understand. And it seemed like her dad pushed her way harder than my mom. I just quit on my mom. And it was a very focused effort on soccer. Yeah. But I can understand how that can shape you as a person. Totally. So it was an interesting conversation. I feel like the closest they've had to an authentic conversation. But Brennan still, of course, seemed checked out during most of it. Like he didn't care and want yeah. to have the conversation. Later, SDP, Sex DP, came. Dr. Pia came for a, a talk. 
We meet again. Brennan's like, yeah, we're in a we're in a good place. We're having fun. You know, there's no pressure. It's a reset. Nothing. I don't have to do anything. I feel great. Yeah, he's like, we had a great day. Everything's good. Emily doesn't necessarily agree. She feels like, well, since the last time you were here, we've kind of went backwards. And this is what I was talking about earlier. SDP wants to know if if Emily knows what's going on. If Emily knows why he's been acting in a certain way, and Brennan. Turns to Emily and says, she's asking the question you know the answer to. And they, hmm. they dis and they moved on. Well so, so so she know she knows why he doesn't want to move forward. Like she knows what she did that turned him off. Okay. I do I do recall that. He also said, No, I don't want to address that. That's not productive. If we had a good day, let's not go there. So Maybe she does, or maybe he told her something that will appease her and allow them to move forward, but it's not the truth, and he doesn't want to have to speak the truth. So he's kind of like, nope, not productive. Let's move on. I don't want to be exposed. I think she knows. I think it's something stupid. That's why she's... Still there? Yeah, still there. Hmm. Yeah, Brenna was like, well, we did some hugging. <laughs> it wasn't what, what extreme you hugging. A participation trophy. It wasn't extreme hugging, but it was more hugging than normal. Oh, SDP is like the exercise wasn't to hug, so you didn't do the exercise. Yes, and so SDP feels that Emily is holding back how she really feels, and she's asking her to tell us. And Emily says that she does. She does say how she feels. However. When the cameras are away, Brennan is a little too reactive. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is what we heard on on, on, on after, on after party. Like, party. And she said he throws things at the wall. Oh, that's and, so bad. And that's sort of a euphemism for things. Like, eh, we throw things at the wall and see what sticks. But I think she was being literal here. I feel like he actually... I can see him snapping. ...throws things yeah. at the wall. But, I saw a great meme just to totally get off the rails. I don't know if you saw it. It was... There was a hole, like someone punched a hole in the wall. Uh-huh. And it was like when your landlord's coming to do an inspection and there's a hole in your wall, mm-hmm. they just took a picture frame. Oh, I think I see it. With so glass and put it over the hole and called it like, <laughs> I forget. I saw that. Um, anger management or whatever. And like made it look like a piece of art. I saw that. <laughs> I was like, that's great. But in reality, I'm sure the hole was not in a place where you would hang art. So anyways. Anyways. Yeah. Um. I would love to see some of the Nest camera stuff because oh, yeah. if we that's get it what once he's doing, then I want to see that. I do and I don't because then I'm like, get out of there, Emily. That seems toxic. That seems scary. Yeah. And Brian says that she he feels like she does speak her mind, but she's all that. But she's also nervous how he's going to react because totally. he says, "Oh yeah." Sometimes she says, "Oh, I don't want to. I don't want to tell you." But then she does, and Brennan says, "And I'm totally fine with that." Which means, like, so, like, are you patting yourself on the back that she can speak her mind and you're fine with it? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this just—it's so bad. It's so toxic. Well. Uh, sex DP, Dr. Pia, just for new listeners who may not know who SDP sure. is. Um, Dr. Pia, she made an interesting point. She had an interesting insight, which was you guys are experiencing the same thing, but in a parallel way. You guys are experiencing a parallel process. So you're experiencing the same thing. You're going through the same thing, but you're interpreting it differently, which is so true and something to always be aware of is like just because you the same thing happened to two people mm-hmm. doesn't mean you exp- or interpret it doesn't mean you interpret it the same way it has a, a profound impact uh, can it impact people differently and so I think that's in, important for them to remember is like Emily's interpreting something one way Brennan's interpreting something completely different true and it's the same thing with you don't know how you come across sometimes. You might think that, oh, I I didn't raise my voice. I'm just trying to make a point. And the other person feels like you're yelling at them. Exactly. You but don't it's hear not, it, yeah. Yeah, but it's the 
and sometimes I do it to you mm-hmm. and I always tell you, I'm not yelling, but you say you're raising your voice and I do it without realizing. And it's not that we're fighting. It's just, I'm trying to make a point and I apparently get a little louder as I'm passionate. doing it. Yeah. And you don't like it. You call me out on it. And that's great. That's one of our C's communication. Well, it's so important because if I didn't, you would go your way and I would go mine. You would be like, yeah, everything's great. And I'd be like, why did she yell at me? I can't. And then you would never know. And I would harbor that resentment and nothing would get resolved. Correct. But as I always tell you, I don't, I just, I don't yell at you. I just get passionate and my voice gets really, really high. Mm-hmm. But for them, they they don't have this one C, but they don't have any of they the don't C's. Have any C's. So that's why, yes, they interpret things differently. And I'm glad that the experts, especially SDP and DP, are very active on this season. They have to be. Very active. The SDP asked Brennan if change is possible. And he said he thinks it is. Which, of course, just seems like a convenient answer to probably move on and get her out of well, the apartment. Well, change is always possible. It should always be the answer because if you say there is no possibility for change and you're I'm done. talking about anything, then, well, that's sad. Yeah, you're done. Becca and Austin. Okay, they did the little sexual terrarium. Now Sex DP is paying them a visit mm-hmm. and brings up last time we talked about intimacy, how it was an issue that needed to be worked on. And Dr. P wants to know what bases have been rounded. Where have you guys gotten in the bedroom? Uh, nowhere really. <sighs> yeah, Austin's like, well, things have been slower than we anticipated. Uh, time has kind of flown by, got away from us, so we haven't really progressed much. Didn't he say on the after party that it takes him like three to six months? Or he's yeah, and I don't know what is at the end of that timeline. If it's sex or if it's just like over the pants. I don't Fondling. Know. I think they. He said they've been intimate, but not sex. Well, an after party, he said that, and then Emily called him out and was like, "That's not what I hear." Like I, I like yeah. they. We not to jump ahead, but this episode kind of ended with a sexual cliffhanger. Yeah, and then we learned it actually didn't lead to sex. Yeah, which I'm confused. Why? Yeah, and this is just where I think he's religious. A lot of times that will stop you from getting intimate, especially before marriage, right? And I think he may feel self-conscious because Becca is so sex positive and he doesn't have the experience. Maybe he feels like he can't keep up and that could be getting in his head a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. And Becca gets real and she says, well... I've never been in a relationship that's been moving so slow and I don't feel desire. I don't feel mm-hmm. sexy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Austin comes back and says, oh, I totally desire her. That's why I feel like he is into her. And I think you might be right. Like He is into her. He wants to be with her. However, something, maybe it's his religion, is stopping him from moving faster. Yeah, so STP says, well, I think you need more foreplay. And she wants to know what foreplay is for each of them because it doesn't have to be physical. And and Becca says it doesn't have to be physical. It can be a text. It can be how you look at someone. And then SDP was like, well, what if you texted Austin tonight? and was like, I can't wait to see you naked. Or just set up an outlook reminder or Uh set up a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know SDP is trying, but if you just texted me that, well, we have a different relationship, but I would just be like, I I would find it comical. Why are you texting me this? <laughs> like, I can't, can't wait to see you naked tonight. I'm like, all right, take it easy. <laughs> so, um, SDP's like, you guys just need to explore each other's bodies. So, knock, knock, who it is? It's the sex basket. It's the sex basket. They, I'm telling you, I think I've said it on a past season, but they need to brand and sell this. True. They, they have their married at first sight champagne that they always drink. They don't sell that. No one would buy that. But if they had a, a MAFS basket, a MAFS kit, filled with a, a vibrator, some furry handcuffs, massage, people would buy that. Oh, the, people the, would definitely buy that. The life, the lifetime sex mask yeah. kit. But yeah. that's what they got. And so they're supposed to do this. Is it a scavenger hunt? No, it's a obstacle, obstacle course. course. Yeah. So Austin makes a mess. 
Never has an obstacle course led to intercourse. And I don't think it <laughs> did. We know it didn't this episode, but I was getting anxiety, but I'm like, why do you make, why are you making a mess? I, I was, hated it. I was like, this is an accident waiting to happen. I wanted to be blindfolded. I didn't want to see this. This was giving me anxiety. Yeah. But Becca's blindfolded. Austin uh, made a mess. She's trying to get <laughs> through it. And every single time she gets over a, a piece of mess, then he has to tell her something about himself. Something intimate. Yeah. And so it started with like, she stepped over a stool and he's like, my feet are ticklish. And I was <laughs> like, okay, this is groundbreaking. Yeah. Then she crawled over an ottoman and he was like, I like when you talk dirty to me. And I was like, what? Hello. Yeah, now hello. we're getting, now we're getting somewhere. Also, who isn't ticklish? Some people aren't ticklish. I wish I wasn't. That's, that's my nightmare when I do my nails, my toes. And they always try, they don't tickle you, but they always like try to like, wash and scrub your feet <laughs> i literally once i almost kicked the woman that she was so close and i was like moving so hard i kicked <laughs> and I almost kicked her in the face jeez i hate that That's but intense. i like how my feet feel after nice so then becca does the last obstacle she crawls under a stool and austin's kind of at a loss he doesn't know what else he could share and becca was like say something about my boobs mm. and he was like you have great boobs and again, that's kind of where I was like, I think he's just so inexperienced that he's like a nervous schoolboy. Like he doesn't know what to say or how to say it. And he's like, I don't know what else. And she's like, say my boobs. And he's like, you I have great boobs. I can see that. Yeah. Also, he lives with a girl and I don't think they're sexual. Maybe because he just doesn't even go there. Sure. I mean, you can be platonic friends. Yeah. Not every relationship between two genders has to be sexual. No, but I feel like a lot of guys would probably bang their roommate at least once. No, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I feel like guys in their 20s. Uh, no, no, not if you're not attracted to them. I feel like it's, and it's so much easier to it's be. It's called tequila. I hear you. I hear you. But I feel like it's so much easier to be less attracted to people and you live with them because you can find so many things that are turnoffs. If you just see someone at school or whatever, you're like, oh, yeah, you see them in their best light. You see them at home. You're like, oh, I'm actually not attracted to you anymore. That's why it's important to live with people before you get married. True. So New Night, Austin, or the producers, depends who you ask, laid out a bunch of flower petals. Oh, I hate that. Another another mess. Can you even vacuum those? They're pretty chunky. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. It seems contrived. Mm -hmm. Does, like Austin's whole thing was... We've put so much pressure on this sex that it feels awkward. It feels forced that I'm going to have to make a move now, right? And that's why we always stop. This is so forced. Mm. Flower petals, candles. This isn't that natural like, oh, we're just laughing and then we start kissing and then we start fucking. This is like, Jeez. all right, here we go. We're doing it. Let's Right? So I didn't like it, but they end up playing truth or dare. And Becca's loving this. Well, the only, I think the only, oh no, I have two questions. If you could have sex with me anywhere in public, where would it be? And Becca said on the balcony of a hotel. Okay. Somewhere warmer. Somewhere warmer. And then what do you think is your best sex move and what would you name it? And again, this is Austin, I think, being that like inexperienced schoolboy. And he's like, I got a lot of them. Uh, you know, they're all, all my moves are special yeah and becca's like that now this is foreplay we're joking around we're laughing this is a turn on and austin goes well do you want to do the other thing the the play thing uh, and they start slow motion making out yeah and he kicks the producers and the cameraman out and we learn it went nowhere yeah and and austin says well we did like something and Emily on after party said, oh, that's not what I heard. That's yeah. not, that wasn't even your idea to make it all romantic. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. So that's the end of the episode. Quite the episode. Quite the episode. That was good. Yeah. Again, sorry for the delay. Sorry we made you wait. Hope it was worth it. Yeah, guys, someone is a busy bee and it's not me. <laughs> well, Austin's <laughs> making Becca wait for it. So hopefully it's worth it. Yeah. 
We'll see. Hopefully, Hopefully next time we'll see the wedding. Oh, yeah. They've been really, really stretching this. Yeah. Which been- is interesting to me because I almost wanted them, or I, I thought they're going to do it fast so they can catch up with the rest. I know, because now I'm thinking about, and I know this is, this is a real marriage, and you shouldn't go through the process if you don't want to get married, but there's something that feels off or will feel off to me knowing that you got these three couples experiencing something over here and then you have Michael and Chloe yeah. experiencing it so independently over here. But again, it's a real marriage and you don't need other couples to make your marriage real or work. So it shouldn't have any impact, but mentally it does feel different. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. We'll see. In the meantime, if you want to hear us talk about the single life, get on that Patreon, get on that Supercast, patreon.com slash reality, marriedthreality.supercast.com. Follow along over on Instagram at marriedthrealitypod. Make sure you're following the podcast wherever you're listening. It's so easy to do. Just look down and smash that follow button. Guys, smash it like it's as hot. It's help me. What else was had besides the sex plans? Mm-mm. What was that? I mean, tequila and white wine is not, as, but as hot, it's the opposite. As hot as the, the grilling. S'morphs. I don't see those s'morphs. Well, she said she brought the ingredients. Well, for- as hot as s'morphs. There you go. And last but not least, if you haven't left a review, please do you know we love a little love. If you leave a five-star review and you write something, we'll read it on the Monday podcast. Yes. All right. That is it. Sorry for the delay, but now I've said it all. I've said it all. It means we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.